At this time, before we, uh, before we get into our, our sermon part of it, I want to take just a second and uh, introduce our guest speaker before we show the video. Uh, I've known Andy for quite a long time, and uh, just super, super great guy, one of the most authentic people you'll ever meet, him and his wife, Amy, both, and um, just a great, great family couple. Uh, they're family. They have five kids, and uh, so just a busy house, and they just all love God and serve the Lord, and uh, some of her older kids help us up with the kids, man, and just the sweetest, kindest, most authentic, genuine people you can meet, and uh, a couple years ago, when we set out to start this church before it was ever a church, uh, we, we were praying like, man, who... You know who are the who are the kinds of people that we want to be and be a part of and have connected with us and and obviously we're not exclusive but uh, who are some people that um, are encouraging and supportive and and uh, I I hadn't talked to Andy much at that time because we had moved away to North Carolina so we sort of disconnected and I thought man Andy and Amy those are the people and so um, we went and we went to the Holy Land of on the border and uh, we had some good chips and salsa. And uh, I think you can get anybody to say yes to anything after some on the border. And uh, so we had lunch, and I told him what we were heading into. And um, it didn't take much for him to be like, I'm all in. And uh, just been an incredible support and, uh, and great person to this church. And uh, he's the guy who, uh, you'll notice him when he comes up here, obnoxiously greets you at the front door. <laughs> it's like, Andy, you know, we're greeting. The goal is to greet but not create a stoppage. So, <laughs> no, just kidding. So if you would, please welcome to the stage, Andy. Give him your best. Can I clap? No, you're coming. I'll get it for you. So we're in a series called Bless This Home, and we'll show the video here in just a minute. And um, Andy often will say, hey, man, I got this thought. And, um, and we just are continually talking about the things of God. And so I said, man, you got to jump into this series here and share from your heart with your experience. And so that's what he's going to do today. And so I'm going to pray over him, and then we'll check out a little uh, series video, and then we're going to let him have at it. So stretch your hands towards him. God, we love you so much. We thank you for Andy. Lord, I thank you that he is going to speak your word in truth and love. Lord, I thank you that you're going to um, let it just go forth and multiply in our hearts. Give us ears to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Josh, for letting me do this again. I'm not nervous like I was last time. Last time I was kind of a shaking mess, and you made me sit in the front row. I think that was the reason why. Um, well, anyways, I wanted to start off. Josh says, hey, Andy's super genuine, so I'm going to start off with a really genuine story. And this story happened last night. So, of course, I'm getting ready to do this whole thing on Bless This Home and give you guys great advice on how to have a blessed home. So uh, last night, me, <laughs> I'm telling on, you, on us. So uh, last night, we, me and Amy hadn't had a good fight for a while. So wouldn't you believe, <laughs> last night we had this big fight. And uh, it was, of all things, about a bee in the van. So, <laughs> so a lot of this stuff, I needed the refresher anyway. So this is just like, that's it. So, um, you know, for me, when I watch that video is, you know, those first ones, it's like, oh, you know, I, I can relate to that. I can relate to that. And then you see the last one, you're like, wow, that's kind of like, leave it to beaver, like who really lives there? And I don't, I don't think it's like, it's not realistic to think you'll be there all the time, every time, but like really our hope should be to be there as much as we can. And I think if we put a few things into practice, some tools that, that, uh, that God can give us to um, be better for our family, to be the leaders in our family and stuff like that. So when I was, when I was thinking, I had, I was having a harder time coming up with content for this in, uh, so I get, I get up about 4 a.m. every day, and, uh, and I've, uh, I go into the office, 
And so I was like, okay, well, I'll take a few, a couple hours every day and, and really, really try and think. So what I came up with is just like a couple things that God showed me of like how our lives had been transformed um, because, you know, everybody's marriage goes through times. But anyway, so, um, <laughs> so I was, I was thinking and I'm like, you know what, what, we spend so much time thinking about our problems, thinking about what our spouse isn't doing to benefit us and what our spouse is doing that isn't, that isn't helping us or what they're not doing, the needs that they're not providing. And sometimes we lose focus of, of what we're not doing. And so I think if we, if we change our perspective sometimes, um, you know, we can, we can be still going through some stuff, but if we look at it from a different angle, um, it's not going to change what we're going through, but it will change how we look at it, and it'll help us get through a little bit better. Um, so for me, we all have problems, and for every problem, there's a solution. But if you spend all your time focusing on the problem, you'll never have enough energy to focus on the solution. Time or energy, that's all you have. If you, if you spend it all on that, you're done. You're done. Um, so I kind of like, for me, I think of everything in an analogy, in so I, I was kind of thinking of it this way. If you were on a ladder doing some work and you fell down and you broke your leg, fall off the ladder, what would be the first thing you would go do? I mean, bones sticking out of your leg. You go to the hospital, right? You're not going to go sit on your couch, call your friends and say, you wouldn't believe it, I fell off this ladder, I got this bone sticking out of my leg, it's terrible. You wouldn't go dragging it to work like, hey, check this, check this leg out, I can't do anything with it. Um, you wouldn't do that. You would go to the doctor and he would solve your problem. He would solve the issue. So if you spend your, and, you know, in life and marriage and relationships, a lot of times we spend all of our time talking about the problem, talking about this, talking about that, rather than focusing on the solution. Go to God. Go to God and say, God, I'm struggling with this. What can I do? Um, so um, one way to change, to me, like the best way, this is like one of my favorite verses, um, the best way to change your outlook on stuff is to see yourself how God sees you. And, you know, we get, we get in our marriages and we get frustrated, and, and we do. We start looking at those things of, oh, man, you know, what am I going to do? Or my kids are acting like this or, or whatever. And so we lose sight of Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. So that's God's plan for us. We're going through stuff, and we lose sight of that. And his plans are to prosper us. So no matter what you're going through, this is his plan. So if you look at it from that perspective, God, I know you have my best in mind. You have plans to prosper me. What I'm going through right now doesn't feel prosperous, so I know you're going to get me through this because your plan is not, I don't have, you don't have a plan to harm me. This is, this is not you. So help me look at it through, through your eyes, through your vision, and then I can get through to the other side of this. So, um, thank you. <laughs> so, uh, I was looking at, so, so prosper can mean a lot of things, but to me it means success. So when you, you know, so to prosper means to be successful. And uh, to me, success can be in, in so many different ways, whether it's finances, whether it's home and everything like that. But um, to have a blessed home, is to succeed in a lot of the things that, that you do. Um, 
sorry, this is, this is only my second time ever talking in front of anybody, so you're going to have to deal with a little bit of this. Okay, so um, okay, um, one of the ways that God prospers us is he gives us tools, um, whether it's relationships, whether it's coming to church. Um, he gives us the tools. Like we can have problems, we can focus on, on the problems, but um, when you need to build something, when you need to repair something, you can have all of the, say you're building a deck and you have the wood, you got the screws, you got the posts, you have all that. Everything that you need can be sitting in your backyard all ready to assemble, but if you don't have the tools to do it, you can't build the deck. And then once you have those tools, you have to know how to use the tools. So that's what's great about picking your friends while having great friends, having great mentors, um, coming to church. That's what, that's what you're here for. You're either here to help somebody with the tools that you have which I believe is the most important reason to come to church because we all have something to give. We're, we, don't, we don't ever have to just focus on what we can get. I think the best part of life is going out like, man, how can I help this person? Or what, what have I learned? And that's part of that. Hey, when we, when we go through struggles and we go through times of difficulties, it's awesome to be able to say, hey, you know what? I've been through that. I struggled. My marriage was messed up too for a while. And this is what got me through it. And so that's for me, so great. And that's, that's the, the tools God gives you. It's not always these, these hardships we go through aren't God trying to punish us. It's God, you know, we, if we choose, we can learn things through the, the, the process. So, um, yeah, and then, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I want to, so it's, hard for me to get up here and do something like this because talking about a blessed home and everything like that, you know, when you, when you think about it, the, the enemy starts coming against you and saying, well, Andy, you know, you don't do this, you don't do this, you don't do this. You are not qualified to get up here and talk about having a blessed home. And so that's what I was really struggling with this week. It's like, you know, God, like, I don't, Josh says I'm genuine, right? So, like, I don't want to get up here and be fake, like, pretend I have a leave it to beaver household. It's nothing like that. So, um, you know, there were times a couple years ago where I didn't think I was going to be married anymore. And it broke my heart, and I'm like, when you cry out to God, he listens. So I'm like down on my knees, like, God, what can I do? I, I don't want to lose my wife. I don't want to lose my kids. Like, what is it that I'm, I finally, I'm like, what is it that I'm not doing? You know? And so we did that. And I started focusing. There's a couple things that, that God showed me that I want to talk to you about, the, the, my main two points. And it's like in that, like God told me, do this and do this and it will change everything. And we're not, leave it to beaver. You know, we fought about a bee yesterday, you know? So, and here's the, okay, anyways, I didn't tell the story. So there's a bee in this, in the van and we're coming, we had ice cream, great family time. And so we're coming back and Amy's like, look, and there's a bee sitting next to me. So I'm like, okay, get it. And she, she puts the bee on a spoon and she goes to put it in a cup. And I'm like, get it, just put the, put the other cup in there. You know, like, I'm, and I envisioned this bee like coming out, stinging me in the eyeball. And I'm like into oncoming traffic. My whole family dies. And so I'm like, get it. And she thought I was yelling at her about them. I'm like, I'm not mad about the bee. Just get it. I don't want to be stung. So then we fought about that literally the rest of the night. So, you know, <laughs> not leave it to Beaver. I'm not Ward. So, uh, but anyway, <laughs> but anyway, so I, one of my, f I have a clip from one of my favorite movies and it, it 
personifies arguments that if you can watch this from a husband and wife or from a couple's perspective um, and, and put away that it's two guys um, arguing, you'll, you'll get a lot out of it. Because I guarantee you've had a similar argument with your spouse. So attitude reflects leadership, captain. <laughs> so I don't know if you can put yourself in that position, you know, where maybe husband, you're out working like crazy. You feel like you're doing everything that you can do. You come home, you check out, you watch TV, you do nothing with the kids or anything. Your wife is exasperated. You have this argument. Well, like, you know what? You go, you come home, you don't do anything when you get here. I'm just going to worry about me. I'm going out with my friends or I'm going to take care of me. And then you're like, well, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do as a man, but you're, you're coming home and you're, and you're checking out. So that's why I was like, you know what? Attitude reflects leadership. And if, if things aren't going the way that you'd like them to do, and this is one of the major things that one of the two things that God showed me is where I was lacking in my leadership. You know, I felt like I'm, I'm providing. That's all I need to do. I, I provide, I come home, she should be happy. She doesn't have to go to work. But there's so many other things when it comes to being a leader. You know, it's like you, you, you can focus on what's wrong with somebody else. And it's easy to say, well, you're not performing for the team and you're not performing for the team, you know, but it's really hard when that reality slaps you in the face and you're like, wow, it's my attitude. And the cool thing is like, of course, it starts with us guys. We're, we're the captains of our home. We're the captains of our, our team. And, uh, and so the way that we lead, good or bad, cascades down to our wives, our kids, stuff like that. And, uh, you know, when, when you lead well, when you're being that leader, it, it brings peace. You know, you can, a, a great leader brings great culture to where they go. The culture is like peace, tranquility, just a resting place. Home can be a resting place. It doesn't have to be a restless place. So, you know, so when you do that and you're, and you're leading your wife and you're saying, hey, you're doing great. You're doing a good job. I'm, I'm proud of you. What can I do to help you? What, where, what can I do to make your life easier? Your kids see that. Um, you know, it helps your, it would help your wife to lead your children better. And then also kids, you know, they watch, they see, they know what's going on. You know, I have this thing that I do. Uh, I started doing it when Anna started uh, kindergarten or first grade, probably it was first grade. As I told her, I said, listen, you're a Strabi and Strabis are leaders. And so now like it gets to the point where they'll leave sometimes. I'm like, hey, what are you? And they're like, Strabi. And I said, what are Strabis? They're leaders. So I say, you know, like people always want somebody to follow. So you go be that leader. You be the leader that they follow. And so I was at, uh, I was at parent-teacher conferences, and Anna is, out of the five, probably the least athletic uh, person. And so I went to the, the PE teacher last because I figured, wow, this is going to go over great. He's going to say, well, Anna needs to participate something, do something with her. So I'm like, okay, I'll go over there. And say, so I go over there, and I walk up to the gym teacher, and I had never met her before, and she's like, uh, so who are you? I'm like, I'm, I'm Andy Straub. Oh, you're Anna's dad. Anna, Anna is one of my favorite students. And I'm like, yeah, Anna, Anna Straub, right? Like, <laughs> Anna Straub trips and falls if she's walking. Anna Straub, she's like, yeah, yeah, I love Anna. She did something today that brought tears to my eyes. And I'm like, in gym class? So I'm like, okay, well, well tell me what happened. And she says, you know, we were playing pickleball, and there's this kid, I forget his name, but we'll call him Jimmy. So there's this kid, Jimmy, who is rambunctious, rowdy, a little bit slower, um, and nobody ever wants to do, be on his team or anything like that. And so the teacher says, hey, I need a volunteer to be on Jimmy's team. And Anna, without hesitation, 
just didn't even raise her hand, just ran over there and, was, and, and just was like, okay, I'll be part of his team. I'll do this. She saw somebody with a need and she met it. And I'm like in front of this gym teacher. I'm a softie anyway, but I'm like getting all teared up and crying. I'm like, my daughter's doing this without me there. You know, so it's like those little things. It's like, okay, good. That's what a leader needs to do. The things that they, they, they don't fall on deaf ears, good or bad. So how you lead is, is uh, it's super important. One of the most important, important things you can do. Um, as, as leaders and mothers and fathers, the next most important thing for me is I, I learned this about a year ago and how my communication with, with Amy in particular was um, I would ask myself the question, is what I'm about to say and how I'm about to say it going to get me the desired result? So it wasn't always what I was saying. I, my heart isn't to hurt her feelings or get her upset or make her angry. That's not, my heart isn't to do that. My heart is to explain myself, but sometimes because I'm animated and I don't want to be stung in the eyeball with a bee, I get a little intense. So <laughs> it, in that situation, I didn't have time to ask myself is when I'm going to just get the bee. So anyway, <laughs> but it, I'll tell you what, it, when I ask myself that, you, you pause for just a second and you ask yourself that. It's like, wow, you know, the, the results are amazing. So, so when, the, the other thing is like nobody, nobody wakes up in the morning just ready to argue, ready to fight. That's not, that's not what they do. They've been, they come from, okay, they, they, got, they were hurt or they were upset about something. Nobody seeks out a fight or seeks out an argument. So when there was, when there was a, uh, an argument or a fight or misunderstanding, you know, the, the question is, is like the result, you don't want the result to be an argument. You want the result for the argument to be resolved. So anyways, so I, I have several verses. I'm going to run through like, uh, what is it? Five of them. There's a couple that'll pop up and there's probably 50 in the Bible that were awesome. I, I just didn't have time to share them all. So James 1:19, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. Proverbs 12, 18, there is one whose rash words are like sword thrusts, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. And Proverbs 16, 24, gracious words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the body. And guys, this is the most important one. Oh, ladies too. Proverbs 21, 23, whoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. <laughs> so watch your words, you know? And so that's, that's really, for me, so attitude reflects leadership is what I'm about to say and how I'm about to say it going to get me the desired results. If you can think of those two things, you're not going to probably have the leave it to beaver home, but you're going to get one step closer and then one step closer. So these are, the, these are a couple of the tools and how to use them. Um, you know, and like I said, it transformed from me thinking, oh my gosh, this isn't going to make it. I don't know how it's going to make it to be like, hey, there is a hope. There is a future. We can do this. Um, so, so anyways, um, you know, and, and that's the thing too, is like God wants the best for you. He wants you to succeed. He wants all those things for you. So you look at life, you look at your marriage, you look at your wife, you look at the kids, like their heart is for you to succeed too. Nobody's plotting against you. You don't have to, you don't have to come at it that way. So, so anyways, I, uh, I'm probably like way ahead of time. 
because I talk so fast. I had like, here's the thing, it's Josh's fault because I brought in two monsters. <laughs> they were two for four bucks. You got to buy two. You can't just buy one for three. And he wouldn't drink it, so I had to. I didn't want to waste it. You know? You can't, you can't waste it. So now I'm talking like that. Remember that micro machine guy with the commercial super fast? That's me this morning. So, so anyways, like hopefully, like I said, hopefully those, those two things stick with you. You think about them. You take them home with you. You ask yourself when your kid's frustrating you or your wife frustrating you, okay, slow down for half a second. Is what I'm about to say and how I'm about to say it going to get me the desired result? And that's it. So when we set out to launch a church, because everyone said to us, like, oh, my gosh, another church in West Michigan. Do we need another church? And uh, we just felt like, you know, an authentic, real, heart-open community um, is what we were setting out to build. And so, you know, it's easy to come to church and, like, hear a pastor give you a sermon. And it's easy to go, well, you know, that's the pastor. He just studies all day. That's not at all what we do. But, yeah, um, studies all day. So, But, you know, but to see people that we sit next to every Sunday and relate to and, and look how they dig through scripture, uh, we think is super healthy. And I appreciate you giving them your best and um, take that with you. You know, that's the whole idea of this series is none of us have it all put together. None of us have the, the last house where everything's perfect. We're all struggling. But the best thing that we can do is come together as a community of people who love God and say, hey, we're not all perfect, but let's encourage each other on, along the way. Amen. Why don't you stand to your feet? I want to pray us out before we leave and uh, just pray that, that we run with this, that we, we catch the concept of um, catching our tongue and, and deciding, hey, is this going to give us the desired result? Or um, having that adi- the, 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 the mindset of, hey, is this kind of attitude, you know, is the leadership that's in my home, is that a reflection of the attitude in our home? Is that a reflection of my leadership? And just all those ways that we need to, uh, to tweak and change things uh, to, be, to be more like God. Amen? So let's pray, and then uh, we'll move on. God, we love you so much. Lord, we thank you for Andy, Lord, and all the time that he spent seeking you and seeking your face and seeking your words. Lord, I ask that everything that went forth this morning, uh, Lord, you keep it in front of us this week. You help us walk in it. And uh, Lord, I pray that as we leave here, Lord, you, you just give us the boldness and you give us the encouragement to know that, like Andy said, your plans for us are to give us a future and a hope and to prosper us. In Jesus' name, amen.